Listen to our podcast, Life and Advice from Inside CDS. Bill Fenske will be your host for today. This podcast is your source for business and accounting news, leadership advice, and actionable takeaways that you can implement in your own life and business. Now let's begin the podcast. Hey, podcast listeners. It's good to have everyone listening. I know it's hard to keep up with everything going on right now amid the coronavirus crisis upending all of our lives. From the uncertainty of the virus itself, to working remotely, to social distancing, to the stay-at-home orders, and ensuring our frontline healthcare workers have masks and other personal protective equipment. A shout-out to the frontline healthcare workers battling the coronavirus disease. We hope that you are all doing very well, wherever you may be. These are extraordinary times, as it is a time we need to support each other as much as possible. Joining me today is Heather Thompson, partner and firm administrator at the CPA firm Conway Duth and Schmeezing. We are going to hear her advice and tips as a parent working remotely with children at home participating in distance learning. Heather will share ideas as an employer on engaging employees with so many in our workforce working remotely. Welcome, Heather, and thank you for taking time out of your busy day. Thanks for having me, Bill. Heather, so t- talk to us about your family and how these first few weeks of distance learning is going. Great. Well, I'm hopeful that I can provide some relevant advice and information to our listeners today. My husband, Jamie, is a Phi Ed, an adapted Phi Ed teacher, and we have three boys, Griffin, who's in sixth grade, Preston, who's in first grade, and Breck, who's four and doing preschool. It's definitely been an adjustment trying to balance the needs of our children with our work obligations. A schedule for our kids and flexibility with our jobs has really helped get us into a routine that's currently working for us. And we're really fortunate. Both of us are able to work remotely, and we only have two kids currently going through the distance learning process. I'm sure it isn't easy for you. So what advice do you have for other parents that are working either at home or at their workplace and attempting to facilitate distance learning? That's a great question. Um, today, I'm going to share some information based on my own experience, as well as feedback that I've received from our colleagues at CDS and friends that are both working remotely and have school-aged children that are distance learning. And first of all, Bill, I really just want to pause and say that the teachers, the paras, the staff and administration have done an amazing job. They quickly adapted to a significantly new way of teaching their students, and they're really doing it well. I actually was just on the phone with um, Preston's teacher right before um, we came together here and um, just listening to her talk about how much she cares about her students and making sure that this is working for them. I really look at it this way, that our kids have fantastic teachers that are genuinely and passionately care about them and their education. And my job and Jamie's job isn't to be their teacher, but rather to facilitate their distance learning process. So I did pull together a few tips I want to talk about today. Great. The first one I would say is give yourself grace. And in many cases, you need to change your expectations, not only of yourself, but of others, including your kids. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, work and home lives have merged together, and at home, we can no longer just be parents. Uh, We have to be an employee, and this is pretty challenging. We need to really give ourselves grace and others grace as we navigate this new uh, normal, and each person's situation is so different. We all have different work environments and expectations, and we have children with different needs and different abilities. So really don't compare yourself to others. You need to do what works for your family Mm -hmm. and, and let the rest of it go. 
One other thing that I would really recommend is developing a schedule. Really felt like this was critical, and a lot of the other parents that I talked to said that once they got their schedule going, everything went much more smoothly. So once you have that routine for the day created, the kids know what to expect and follow it. In fact, the other day, um, my husband was talking to Griffin and um, was getting off of the schedule, and Griffin said, hey, no, wait a minute. This is what time we're doing right now. Our kids have a similar routine every day, and then what we do is just populate their specific to-dos. Originally, when we started out, Bill, I thought we need to create a school workspace for them. This is going to be great, you know, and um, growing up, I did my homework at the kitchen table. I'm sure a lot of people did. And so this is was my original thought. They need a table and and their supplies. And uh, so we set up this school area and it's honestly barely been used. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, our kids are doing everything electronically. They've got their iPads and and their Kindles where they're doing their work and Chromebooks. Um, So we do have a tote of school supplies and they kind of take them around where they where they need them. So really think about your child and what works best for them. I have friends where uh, their kids love a desk that's organized. Um, some kids prefer more structure and they thrive with more fl- flexibility or others thrive with more flexibility and, and our kids tend to be on that end. <laughs> so as we've been working through the schoolwork, we found that it's been really helpful to take breaks and, sure. you know, just a little downtime to connect and, and do something different. Uh, we're also encouraging them to pause if they get frustrated and giving them time to really process and work through the challenges. This is such a good skill for them to develop. And as parents, it's really fun to see them work through it. Every day we do get outside and definitely believe that fresh air is good for the soul. Now, today is a very blustery day on Minnesota. It is. <laughs> Nothing like Tuesday where it was glorious, but we've really enjoyed seeing how creative our kids are with outdoor activities. You know, they can no longer head over to a friend's house. So it's the three of them together and they're building forts um, and creating games and, and doing all sorts of different things outside that um, they can't do with the neighbor kids now. Right. <laughs> so I was visiting with my husband Jamie about this as um, I w- as I was about to leave and we agreed that we really need to look at this as an opportunity our kids are going to remember this time right they'll, they'll remember it forever and so this is an opportunity for us to spend time together to teach our kids skills like prioritizing their workload and learning things together as a family and we really have to reflect on what do we want our kids to remember about this time well it'll be you know one of those things of uh how many times did our parents say, well, you know, when I was a kid, <laughs> you know, we walked up, up uphill to school both ways. And, you know, and, but your kids, will ha- they'll have that memory mm-hmm. of when you and Jamie are older and they'll say, hey, mom and dad, remember when that? Ha- yeah, it'll, it's amazing what they'll take out of this. They'll have those memories. Yeah. I'll say that my dad said that he had to walk uphill both ways and he only had a hot bowl of steam for breakfast. So... <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but that was what he claimed. Yeah. A- another thing that you just really need to remind yourself that your kids are learning while they're doing things that are important for your household. For example, cooking, cleaning, doing laundry. Education isn't all about academics. And so, again, give yourself some grace. If you're teaching these things along the way, those are great skills for them to have down the road. And a lot of times when they're doing things like cooking, they're learning measurements and, and all yeah. sorts of things like that, too. Right. So let's talk about screen time, Bill. (laughs) This is obviously always a hot topic with parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And in general, our household, we're pretty strict about screen time rules. They have a certain amount every day that they can use, and then it's it's done, and and they can only use it on certain things. Um, We have lightened up those rules and found that we 
have some really great online resources that are educational. I just think right now as parents, we can't shame ourselves if we turn to screens a little bit more frequently than we did before. And, you know, we can do our best to look for ways to find some neat educational things that I'll talk about a little bit later on. Well, I would imagine that as a, as a parent, I mean, you were, you were used to coming into the office, you know, working with adults all day, and then, and now you're working with children a lot of the day. You, you might need a break. You uh, might need a little bit of a break, you know, <laughs> whether it's 10 minutes or whatever it may be. Right, and that doesn't really happen very frequently anymore, I, Bill. Yeah, I bet not. I bet <laughs> so, not. So I think work work tends to be a break. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, and about that, Bill, um, I, I'm an extrovert, and I love being around people, and I get energy from people. Honestly, I'm, I'm thankful that we have three kids and, and that I can be around additional people every day. I really recommend reaching out to others for support, and I've had video calls with other parents um, that have allowed me to take a break, connect. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, my college roommates and I, um, we used to get together every Wednesday when we lived in the cities, and now um, we're doing a call once a week, and oh, it's been great. Neat idea. And it's really nice to be able to share advice or frustrations and things that are or not working. And then um, regarding kids, encourage them to connect with other kids in their grade if they need help with schoolwork. I know Griffin has um, been on calls with kids, kind of sure. helping them with math and, yep. and things like that. And most importantly, remember that your kids' teachers are still their teachers. Uh, they want to help your child with the challenges they're facing with distance learning. And so encourage your kids to reach out to the teachers. And mm-hmm. uh, one friend mentioned to me that she has said first to her kids that she expects them to first contact their teacher before seeking help from them. And I think Good that's advice. great. In terms of employers, um, and obviously being one, I think it's really important for us to be as flexible as we can with working parent schedules. This makes a big difference on stress levels. And I heard about this from many of our team members that they really appreciated CDS's flexibility with this. Um, I talked to friends that said their employees allow their kids to sit in on video calls and many that are encouraging their team members to work intermittently to fit in their distance learning. So helping Mm -hmm. kids with schoolwork solely at night, that would be really stressful. And I know there's people that are definitely doing that because they are working outside of the home during the day. So that stress would be on both the kids and the parents. Think about how exhausted everybody is at the end of the day. I also know many people that are starting work really early or they're working late just to fit everything in. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, uh, there are only so many hours in the day. These are these are just some great, great ideas. Um, share with us a little bit about what's a typical day. I mean, and how you're balancing distance learning with your family and with work. Sure. I have a morning conference call with our partners every morning, and I really want to make sure that I get a good start on my work and the projects that I do. And we also have a four-year-old that naps in the afternoon. And so what we found is that it's actually best for us to just do the distance learning in the afternoon so that our two school-age kids can really focus and that we can be there to help them more. And so I try to schedule most of my Zoom meetings and conference calls in the med- in the morning and then um, try to be more accessible for the kids in the afternoon. Now, is dad uh, helping the four-year-old with a nap? He uh, he, he tries. Um, okay. He, the four-year-old is currently claiming that his eyes don't close during nap okay. time. Um, yeah. But on occasion, we do get lucky and he sleeps, yeah. so that's okay. good. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So luckily, Jamie's <laughs> good with that. Yeah. For our kids, they follow their normal before school routine, and I'll be totally transparent here. Um, sometimes they just put on clean pajamas <laughs> instead of clothes. <laughs> so we're, we're a little bit loose with the... Uh, oh. 
with the attire at the Thompson House. So. I, I think we all can relate to that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm, I joke that I have pandemic pants now that I <laughs> that I wear. So today I did I did decide to dress up and put on jeans. We do have activities then that the kids can do together, but without our assistance. So this allows us time to work. So generally these activities are related to art, music, FIAD, and STEM. And the kids actually get involved with this. Maybe they suggest that they build a marble run or set up an obstacle course. Uh, I joke that our 12-year-old serves as a camp counselor during this time. Um, and so he will he'll check the schedule and make sure activities are going. Um, he, he does play acoustic guitar, so there are camp songs on occasion. And um, he said that uh, later in life he wants to be a camp counselor, so I figured this is his, his training course. Great so, training ground. Yeah. Of course, they will check in with us or they'll need help with something or they'll want to run in with their Lego houseboat or whatever it is that they built. But for the most part, it goes fairly smoothly. Every morning, we also have what I have labeled Team Thompson time. So as cheesy <laughs> as that sounds, we I had to pick up a better name than Chores Bill because that was not going to go over in our house. So I got the buy-in. And really, we've significantly increased their responsibilities at home to really help with all the things that need to get done now that we're all home. Uh, yep. The dishwasher, wow, we run that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The um, the house gets so much more, you know, messy. The right. only thing that's a little bit lighter is the laundry because of this excessive use of pajamas, I guess, right now. But um, so they do their chores, and honestly, they've been great about it. And it's probably something we should have done a long time ago is have them have a few more responsibilities. Griffin's even learned how to do his laundry. So one of the things that we really find amazing is that our school delivers breakfast and lunch literally mm-hmm. to our home. And this is a gift. Our kids look forward to it every day. We have no idea what's coming. So it's kind of fun to see what, what arrives. There's uh, milk cartons and the treats that they're used to getting at school and they're happy to see them show up at home. A good friend of mine mentioned that it's been really a good thing for them to schedule their day around. And of course, it, it really helps with groceries um, and dishes, which is something that we can all appreciate right sure. now. Yep. So as a working parent, it's really nice to not have to worry about what we're going to have for lunch and pause what I'm doing or what Jamie's doing to prep it. And then after our four-year-old um, goes down for his nap, our older kids start their schoolwork. And Griffin does this really independently, um, and he kind of has figured out how to prioritize what he's going to get done. Um, his goal is to get done a little bit earlier then, so yep. he can enjoy um, the, the rest of the week. Um, and then our first grader, we um, one of us really helps him navigate his, his schoolwork. Sure. What are you witnessing in your own home with lessons and learning, and how's that all connecting with each other? Uh, Bill, It's impressive, very impressive to see how teachers are engaging with their students. Our first grader gets a recorded message from his teacher every day. So he'll Mm. he'll see the words on the screen and and her talking. And she highlights the important things about the day, um, even mentioning if it's a kid's birthday and trying to make that special. She makes kids feel connected and then she encourages them to respond. So it's great because then they're figuring out how to spell words and, and responding back. She posts videos of herself reading a chapter book. This was really neat for my son to see because it was a normal thing from school that she did. Sure, sure it would be. Kind of pulling those things, and then he gets to see her in her home, and sometimes her dog will come in the picture. (laughs) And so he's really he really looks forward to those sessions. And then he has some worksheets that he completes online, so just like a normal worksheet you do in the classroom, but you 
yep. utilize the the system, yep. the platform. And then she also posts pages of a story that he'll need to read. And there's a little microphone where he records himself. And then she pops in and gives feedback. And I mean, it's extensive feedback about, wow. you know, how he's doing and the tough words he sounded out. And I mean, it, it's very impressive. Neat. Our sixth grader now, he works much more independently. He is really, you know, enjoying the process. He has class Zoom video calls, which is nice so he can, you know, see his classmates. And then there's lessons posted for each subject. So he completes his work online, but sometimes there's a project like for art, he needed to do a drawing. And so then he takes a photo of it and uploads it. For band class, the band instructor created a really neat chart where they need to choose between several activities. Um, and so one of them he chose last week was he actually zoom conferenced with a friend and they practiced a song together so pretty pretty neat to see pretty, so, yeah yeah and then um that kind of spun off and they both actually play different instruments in addition to what they play for band and so they started learning a new song together so it was pretty cool to watch that happen on the high school side of things i've heard from friends that definitely more time is required and their days a little bit more stretched out like a normal schedule. Sure. Um, Not as much time, but kind of like a normal day in the building. And then some of them have live classes. And I have a friend um, who he's an educator in the high school and he um, does his classes live. Yep. I will say I'm very readily seeing that our kids navigate technology better than we do. Right. (laughs) And so this is, and friends, uh, friends echoed that. And it's, um, that's, Definitely makes them feel empowered and is pretty fun. So mm-hmm. um, if I'm trying to figure out the platform, I might as well just give the iPad over to one of my sure. kids. <laughs> so It sounds like everything's going great, but there's got to <laughs> be some challenges that you're faced and that were kind of surprises. How, mm-hmm. how have you overcome some of this? It's definitely tough, and I think we're trying to handle it the best we can, but it is hard with these two to work and, and school life merging. Um, one of the things is that distance learning really doesn't take as long as a full school day, mm-hmm. um, which is absolutely fine um, that our kids have extra time in their day to fill um, and, and is really necessary as many of the parents are working. Um, and it's great for them to have some independent time for play, and we'd love to see that, but we know that they need a little bit of structure too. And that's where we've incorporated some of those kind of extra learning time things in our household. Lots of households are really struggling with technology. And I know this is a hard thing for the teachers too, that um, they've had to quickly learn these new platforms. And sometimes there's um, tweaks that need to be made or things don't always go as smoothly as, you know, we'd hoped. But in, um, for technology with households, it's a lot of times in relation to internet service um, there were some platforms that were crashing because of the use of so many students being in. Right. Yeah. Heard that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, sometimes kids have to alter when they log in or alter, you know, which child in the family is going to do schoolwork at a different time. So that can be hard. Obviously, our kids are missing their friends and their activities and their connections. And, you know, we can encourage FaceTime chats or kids messenger or Zoom but it's it's not the same as being in a sports practice with your friends and, and going to some of these activities and, and meeting up with them. I know many kids that are really concerned about summer sports and activities being canceled. It's a, a game changer for summer. Yep. So yep. another thing as the working parent right now with the distance learning is guilt. And 
it's really hard to tell your kids, sorry, I can't help you right now, or I can't spend time with you right now. When they see us at home, they think, they, yeah, right. it's time to be with mom and dad. Yep. Now they're getting used to it a little bit more. Like, okay, mom isn't going to work anymore. Dad isn't going to work anymore. They're working at home. And so we need to give them their time to do that. And obviously having a, a 12-year-old that's responsible really helps in our household. Um, I would imagine it could be pretty tough if you didn't have an older child that could be there to help navigate yep. it. And of course, we're going to have interruptions and distractions. Sure. I mean, I'm on calls and a kid will pop in or, yeah. you know, need advice or just want to ask a question. And one of my friends had a good comment that at the end of the day, kids are kids. And I, yep. <laughs> so we have to yeah. expect this. <laughs> you, you talked about Griff. He, Griff is a 12-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And uh, sometimes gets done with his work ahead of time and what are the some of the activities that the the kids are doing or griffin's doing uh related to distance learning and once they're done with that what are some of the say outside activities Mm -hmm. that occur you know such as uh maybe recess or things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. that's great well i am fortunate that i'm married to a phi ed teacher so Mm -hmm. there's (laughs) there is a lot of outdoor activities lots of basketball riding bikes um, the kids have been having a lot of fun outside doing different chalk art and even doing it over at the neighbor's house. Because of the circumstance over the whole country, there has been a lot of online sharing of resources, which Great. is terrific. Yeah. And as parents, really, we're all in this together. And I think we feel pretty unified with that, that we're all in the same boat. This isn't just, you know, one company experiencing it. It's it's all of us as parents. Um, and, and some of us don't have the privilege of being able to work remotely. That's even more challenging. So I really love it when other parents or educators share ideas with me or online. I have some friends that um, work in a preschool and they'll post some ideas. Mm -hmm. And so what I'll do is actually kind of grab photos and, and websites. And I've made a list at home and both on my phone of different ideas so that when I'm doing the schedule for the day, I can just plug those things in. Our kids have done, you know, like the Lego challenges I mentioned or, uh, Griffin one day it was learning some Morse code kind of funny but he thought it was really cool we've done some scavenger hunts and um, really great educational programs like like TED Ed yep yep that's great and then um there's a a local ECFE teacher that reads stories and it's it's fun to watch the the little kids watch watch her and they'll actually interact with her kind of fun so we've kind of looked at it like we don't have to have these activities be really complicated to be fun and engaging you know Um, and even if we just tell our kids okay guys go build an obstacle course they'll do it and it will be great they'll be having fun with it and we don't it doesn't have to be parent-led yeah schools have been really excellent about sharing age level um, appropriate activities and websites and um, especially in the specials areas like art and music Mm -hmm. and they've been good about linking to websites that might be helpful or FIED with some like exercise videos so it's nice to incorporate those this was really fun one day Preston's teacher posted online that she had a a stuffed bear in her window and then she posted her address and she encouraged other teachers to do the same and so parents could drive around to find these bears you know with their kids um, staying in the car and um, it took after the you know much loved children's story going on a bear hunt so neat yeah that was that was great and then the other thing is you know we're trying to reflect on how can we use this time to teach our kids about kindness you know one of our neighbors reached out to our neighborhood inviting kids to color pictures and cards for 
for residents at Bethesda. And then she dropped them off there. And another friend of ours had their kids make cards for the neighbors and and deliver them to mailboxes. This past weekend, a group in New London um, came together and they all had their own separate space and respected social distancing, but they created chalk drawings all over downtown New London in front of the stores. Just really, uh, you know, neat things we can do to brighten other people's day. And, you know, not only does it make others feel good, but it really makes you feel good, too, as you're doing these things. And I I think it's a great way for us to teach kids to be kind to others and, and think about others that maybe aren't in, in the same situation we are, maybe feeling a little bit isolated or, or lonely. Sure. So let, let's talk about that. Grandparents. I don't know if uh, your kids have grandparents nearby, but uh, or even just other significant mm-hmm. people in, their, in your children's lives. How have they been supporting or engaged with your kids during this process? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you had some interactions? Yeah, definitely. And that is um, one thing that's hard for our kids. They miss going over to the neighbor's house who they're um, really great family friends of ours and um, seeing their grandparents. That's, that's a huge miss for our kids. Our first grader Preston is working on reading out loud. And so we decided, you know, he should start doing a video call with his grandma and our family friend every day to read books to them. And it's really been neat because he's really gotten better at reading out loud. At first, I think maybe he felt a little uncomfortable doing it. And now every day he'll grab his books and go up and we have an Alexa show so he can call them on the show and and read the books. And it's really neat for him to get encouragement from other people too. So it's, it's fun to see that. And honestly, we've been given some really thoughtful gifts like a kid's engineering project book and things that we can make around the house and the kids can open up the book and they don't need us to help them. We got a cardboard house that you build in color and craft supplies and meals. And I will say Mr. B's chocolates that weren't to help the kids, but it was to help me. So I thought that was good. But having fun projects for our kids um, just to kind of shake things up and change the monotony and nights off from cooking are just really really helpful. Also, just even to check in and have a call from a, a family member or a, a close family friend is really nice. It's it's good for them to hear from other kids or, excuse me, other adults that are really important to them. So we've really appreciated that in our household. Well, as a grandfather myself, every opportunity I have to listen to my granddaughters talk to me about whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's extremely special. So uh, that that time reading, I bet, is just, is just precious to, yeah. to Grandma. Yeah, they love that. And I'll tell you, one day, Bill, Breck, the one who says he can't close his eyes during nap, um, <laughs> one day I was working and I heard his voice while he was supposedly napping. And I thought, oh, he's talking to himself. Well, I... Then I heard my mother's voice, <laughs> and I go in there, and he had figured out how to video call her oh, no. and was chit-chatting with her during his nap time. Awesome. <laughs> so, so the schools are closed, and distance learning is upon us. And what, what thoughts do you have about how are our children going to be taught, and how do you think they're going to learn and interact in the future because of what we've just been going through right now we're in the middle of well one of the things that i jumped to quickly was obviously technology and being able to use it 
and then being able to apply it on things like when we have a snow day. Mm-hmm. You know, could we instead utilize these platforms to get their schoolwork done? As I was talking to Preston's teacher uh, right before we met, um, she had talked about how this has really been an opportunity for her to learn these tools better. And she was excited going forward to be able to use the technology to show more parents what is being done in the classroom. So that, um, you know, one of these platforms that we use, uh, it actually emails us as parents so that we can see our child's work and the responses. And so that that would be really neat going forward to be engaged in that way too. Mm-hmm. Good. So let's let's shift gears a little bit. You're working remotely most of the time or all the time now. Many of the people at the firm are working remotely. What are some of the ways, uh, half a dozen ways or so, uh, that your firm is engaging employees during this uh, epidemic that we're in? Yeah, definitely um, something we hadn't predicted that would be happening. And so we quickly had to uh, reroute things and get everybody working remotely. For us, it's really important to continue our normal internal communication. We have a weekly firm newsletter and keeping that up is important to us. Um, first of all, it has you know information from our firm's partners, um, important industry information, but also it, it has some personal stories and, and photos and things that keep us all connected. We um, In our industry, there's been so many changes and we're needing to get communication out to team members about um, different legislation that affects our clients. And so one of the things that we've been doing is compiling everything and sending it in one email either every day or just as needed in an effort to limit excessive email. So all of the COVID information comes out together. We've definitely used um, Skype, our instant messaging a lot more, uh, conference calls and Zoom. And one of the things that I just really encourage is for people to check in with team members to see how schedules and working remotely is going for them. And honestly, these things can vary by the day um, with just how kids' schedules are going and things like that. So it's really important to communicate that we're open to flexible schedules and we welcome conversations about changes that may be helpful and um, and want to do really what's what's right for the team member and their family situation right now. We have done a couple of contests that have been fun. And um, the first one was we thought, okay, everybody should take a photo um, and send in the, a photo of them in their remote workspace. So I know, Bill, you sent one in, right? <laughs> yeah, and I forgot to include my new puppy. So I know. So that's going to be yeah. that's going to have to be in our newsletter next yeah, week. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and and we were going to have a, a guessing. Yeah, yes. we got to do that. Don't yeah, we? yeah, we have to do that. Yep. So, so we had them submit a photo, and that was fun to see. And then um, they got a, a prize for that. And the second one was a photo of um, their new coworkers, meaning maybe their children, their spouse. <laughs> Pretty fun to see the photos. There were even um, horses and squirrels in in the photos of the new coworkers. Okay. So, um, just to kind of lighten the mood a little bit, I know it put a smile on my face to see the photos. And then this week we started a kids coloring contest, and so our um, director of marketing created a really fun um, coloring sheets. And so any of our CDS, um, CDSA or CDSF kids in our lives that color the con- color the picture and send it in, will get a gift card. Oh, neat. I think as a company, you need to reflect on your core values right sure. now. Sure, yep. And one of ours at CDS is kindness. And it's been important for us to demonstrate kindness to others internally and externally. Part of our culture is teamwork, and we're seeing this in full force right now. Others are reaching out to their coworkers to see how they can help, and that's really nice. Okay. Um, We're in the process of developing a video from our managing partner, Brett, that's going to be something that we can share with our team members. And then obviously ensuring that we continue to train team members. There's so many changes going on right now with legislation and that 
pertain to clients and our industry. And so making sure that we find ways to connect them through conference calls or other meetings so that they feel that they, um, they know the latest updates. Back to one of my first comments is giving each other grace. And I think that's something we really need to do in the workplace right now. The team I work closely with is really understanding if I need to step away with distance learning or get interrupted in the middle of a call. And I will say that I personally enjoy, I have a smaller team that I work with. And when we get on a Zoom call, one of our team members has her adorable baby boy in, in the <laughs> Zoom calls. And and that's kind of a, a fun part of our, oh, our meetings too. Yeah. So really giving each other grace and understanding everybody's work situation and and that it's different. So our last last question of um, many, many people say, you know, we're going to be better off as a result of all these challenges we've mm-hmm. faced. And share a couple examples of uh, of the positive you've seen because of what we're on, what we're going through right now. Yeah, Bill, these comments actually have been echoed by many people that I visited with that. First of all, it's really heartwarming to see siblings help one another. The other day, our oldest son commented on how smart our middle son was as he was helping him with schoolwork. And I really loved hearing that. I've watched our boys become better friends, and I know that's true in many households. A friend of mine said it well when she shared that they went from a very scheduled life to moving at a slower pace, which has allowed them to experience more simple things. And really just seeing our children develop more independence and ownership and and knowing that these things will be great for their future. So um, it's it's great, Bill, to try to reflect on those positives right now when we're under a a unique, stressful Mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. Well, Heather, thank you very much for sharing these positive stories. You provided tips for parents working remote and participating in their children's distance learning and ideas for how businesses are engaging their own employees as they work remotely. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode of Life and Advice from Inside CDS. We hope you gain some valuable insights and information to help you and your business succeed. This podcast is brought to you today by the CPAs and trusted advisors inside the accounting firm of Conway, Duth & Schmeezy. 